This program is supported by Amgen. Amgen strives to serve patients by transforming the promise of science and biotechnology into therapies for patients with serious illnesses. Learn more at Amgen.com. From Susan G. Komen, this is Real Pink, a podcast exploring real stories, struggles, and triumphs related to breast cancer. We're taking the conversation from the doctor's office to your living room. A cancer diagnosis is never easy, especially on the children of the family. Today's guest is my friend, Sindhu Geed. Her mother was diagnosed with early stage breast cancer when she was in ninth grade. Now, as a mother herself, and near the age that her mother was when she was diagnosed, Sindhu reflects on her experience with her mother's diagnosis, how she thinks about her health and the health of her family, and gives us some advice for how families can include their older children in the breast cancer conversation. Sindhu, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, let's start with your relation to breast cancer. I understand your mom had breast cancer. Tell us about that and tell us sort of where you were in age at the time and how it affected you. And let's, let's kind of have a conversation about that. Yeah, um, I was 14. I was in, I think, ninth grade um, when my mom went in. I think she was 40, went in for like her very first routine mammogram. Um, and was diagnosed through that. Um, so yeah, I think it was like, so try to, you know, to remember what year that was. It was 97, 1997. So I think when like mammogram technology was still really pretty new and it was really, um, a new thing too, to like at the age of 40 to just start doing this thing routinely, like every couple of years or something like that. So I think she definitely went in for that not expecting anything at all just breast cancer as far as we know did not run in her family our family so hmm. and what what happened next she was diagnosed uh, you know do you remember how severe it was and, and what was her her process of going through that like yeah i do remember um it, it wasn't actually very severe at all which is um which is incredible. So even in 97, when they were coming out with this technology, the mammogram technology, um, they found, gosh, I'm trying to remember the wording of it, calcifications. That's what I remember. So they found calcifications in one of her breasts. And I think it might've been two calcifications. Um, I could be wrong about that. But so it was still very, very early on and they caught it so fast. So had the mammogram technology not have been available, I mean, she, or had not, had maybe been available, but not have been recommended just as sort of a, um, like precautionary thing. Um, they may not have found it until way later. Um, and so she was really, really lucky in that they found it so early and, um, they were able to do, I think they did, um, radiation. They didn't do chemo. Um, they did radiation and then they did a lumpectomy. Um, and then it ended up, so she did all that. And then I guess when she went for like a follow-up, maybe six months later or something like that, after the surgery, um, found that they didn't, either they didn't get it all. It's, you know, hazy now it's been got, I don't know, 25 years. So, um, they either didn't find it all or, or they didn't get it all, or there was like a small piece that had been left behind. And so then something grew out of that. So then they ended up having 
So she was diagnosed a second time after that. Okay, gotcha. Um, and you yeah. were, so you said you were in ninth grade, which is pretty young to have your parent diagnosed with a major illness. I mean, talk to me about that. What was that experience like for you? Was it, I mean, was it a huge burden or was it something that was sort of on the periphery of your, your life at the time? So um, I would say maybe a mix. I mean, I was 14. I was very worried. I felt really anxious about the whole thing. She either wasn't anxious or just hid her anxiety really well. Um, they didn't involve us. I mean, they told us what was going on. My sister and me, my sister was 11 at the time. Um, so they told us what was going on. Um, but they, they didn't really like, we didn't have, we didn't go visit her in the hospital. I mean, she had her surgery. It was all like outpatient. So because mm. they caught it so early, at least in the beginning, yeah, um, it wasn't like, um, like a really traumatic thing, um, or a traumatic recovery. It was scary. It was unexpected. So I did feel some anxiety. I remember, um, I went to school the day of her surgery and wanted to call my mom at lunch and we didn't have cell phones then. Um, and so I needed money for the payphone to go call home to see if she had, she was home yet or how she was doing. And I remember I didn't have any money and had to ask somebody, you know, do you have 10 cents? Cause I feel like it was only 10 cents. Can you give me 10 cents for the phone? And they're like, why? And I'm like, well, my mom had, you know, breast surgery today for breast cancer and I want to check on her. So, yeah, I mean, it was kind of, Hmm. front and center, I guess, for me. Okay. And, and so I'm just curious, like you said, you were worried about her. I'm, I'm curious, what role, if any, did you play as far as caregiving or support or or did you not really have that opportunity because it was sort of hidden from you? Yeah, I didn't play very much of a role in caregiving. I mean, I think I made it clear that I um, was concerned and worried um, and then they but both my parents did a lot to, to help us feel pretty good about it. I mean, I remember my mom kept saying, it's so early. It's so early. They just need to do this surgery and I'll be fine. So there was, a, you know, mm -hmm. I think mostly for me, I just wanted to make sure that they got it all, that the surgery would, was successful. Um, because she did end up, I mean, having that recurrence pretty like within the, I think the first six months, yeah. That second time she opted for a mastectomy. So yeah. um, because she was like, you know what, I don't even want to have to worry about this coming back. Just take it all. Um, and so she just kept making it clear, like, once I have this, this mm. should be over. I don't think well, we were very helpful. It sounds like they kind of shielded you, uh, which is which is fine. I mean, that, that was their approach. So I'm, I'm curious. I know you're the oldest uh, in your, you know, you and a sibling, you're the oldest. And this happened to you in ninth grade, which is kind of that that interesting transitional period into sort of growing up. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, have you have you thought about how this event might have forced you to grow up more quickly or or shaped kind of your maturity during that time? I, yeah, I've thought about that. Um, I guess it did sort of force me to grow up, although she had, you know, a battle with other illness as well. So th this was not the first time. Um, we as a family were faced with difficulties with her and having to sort of rally around her and take care of her. So when I, just a couple of years before that, yeah, she had been diagnosed with some other stuff that, that was scary. And so I did feel a sense of 
having to grow up. And especially because I, like you just said, being the oldest, even being the oldest of just two, feeling a sense of, okay, I need to make sure I'm here to take care of my sister. If she feels emotional or scared or worried, um, to like help her feel better. So I definitely, um, I had already felt that way for a couple of years. So this just felt like a continuation for sure of that. Yeah. So I know that, that your mom's still here, still doing well. Um, you're now a mother, you're now an adult. How does this experience affect how you think about your health and, and, and sort of even thinking about your girls and, and just kind of general health for your family? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty aware of it. So um, I've now had two instances. So I'm 39, so I'm just a year younger than my mother was when she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, and I think the guidelines have actually, they actually changed. So I'm not even sure that they're recommended at, at recommending it as early as 40, unless you have a history. I can't remember. Um, my OBGYN had mentioned all this stuff, but I, I have had two instances where I had like a suspicious lump and because of the history there, I was immediately nervous. Doctor was immediately like, yeah, we, because of the history, we need to get it checked out. Um, so I'm definitely highly aware. I will say my mother had the genetic testing done and she doesn't carry the gene. So, I mean, we really don't know how this, how this happened. Um, yeah. It was sort of random. So I feel, I mean, she just had it done for the sake of my sister and me and our daughters. Okay. Right. And I, is this something that you all need to be worried about for your future? And so having that be negative was a huge relief for us. Mm. Um, and when did when did she get that test done? I'm curious about that. She just had it done recently. It was a couple of years ago. Hmm. Um, and I'm not even sure what prompted her to do that, but she did. And so, yeah. So, I'm, I mean, it's definitely one of those things that I'm hyper aware of if and when something happens like a lump or, and both times it, it turned out to be a cyst and, and benign and, and nothing to follow up on or be concerned about. But because of the history, I mean, the minute I feel concerned about something, you know, yeah, letting the OBGYN know, and then they immediately refer me, you know, yeah. over to um, the Emory Breast Cancer Clinic to go get ultrasound. And, and I did end up having a mammogram done shortly after my youngest was born four years ago, there was a suspicious lump and I had my first mammogram done. Mm. And so, yeah, I, I will definitely be doing those, the routine checkups and all that. So you mentioned that you are, you're 39, you're almost the age your mother was when she was diagnosed. Having the perspective of having, you know, been a ninth grader with a parent that's dealing with this and now being a parent that's at that same age, what advice would you give to anyone that has been recently diagnosed that has kind of those teenage children how, like, like, what do you, what should they tell them or how, how should they, how do you think they should approach it? I, gosh, that's a, that's a tough question because my parents uh, were, I feel like they handled it really well considering that it was such an early diagnosis with such a good prognosis. And they just told us that they just said, yes, this is scary, but she's, she's, likely going to be just fine. I mean, I think with any surgery, 
now as an adult, I realize with any surgery, even something routine, even something, you know, outpatient, there's always risks and anything can happen. Um, but they didn't tell me any of that when I was 14. And I'm glad they didn't because I think I would rather not, I would, I, as a 14 year old, didn't want to feel scared or worried. I just needed to be able to go to school, focus on my studies, do what I need to do. I cared about my mom. I was concerned about my mom. So I wanted to call her after her surgery was over, but they were so clear with us that it wasn't likely to be a bad outcome that I didn't feel, yes, I felt a little anxious, but I believed them. Right. And so I don't know what advice I would have for anyone that may have a more difficult diagnosis than what my mother had, yeah. because I, you know. I think you may have just said it, actually. So, I, I mean, you said as a 14-year-old, you needed to be able to go to school and you needed to be able to have that routine while also checking in on your mom. And, and it, it strikes me that that's probably true for most teenagers. Like there's this balance of needing to have that, that regimen, that routine, that certainty and also being involved in the process as well, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm. And I definitely think the idea like of a 14-year-old feeling like they've, they've got to grow up all of a sudden, especially as the oldest, um, I think my advice to a parent, I mean, I think if I were to go through this now, I, I wouldn't want my oldest to feel that sense of responsibility. Um, I would want them to be able to have the space to be a kid and be scared and have all the feelings and, you know, ask any questions or anything like that and not feel like they have to help us as parents shield the younger ones or help them understand it or I don't know. But then uh, on the flip side, I think that there's just something that comes with being the oldest that that just comes naturally. So I don't know that I would be able to curb that anyway, but I think I would like, I would want to try. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I think that's good advice. I think there's a, there's a balance there, I think, between letting your kid be a kid and, and involving them in a very difficult and complex thing. Mm -hmm. And for each family, it's just going to be a little bit different. But I think that's the that's the balance that you have to hold. So, uh, well, Sindhu, this is great. You know, thank you for sharing your story and your experience and your mom's story. And just thank you for joining me on the show today. Yeah, you're welcome. This program is supported by Amgen. Amgen strives to serve patients by transforming the promise of science and biotechnology into therapies for patients with serious illnesses. Learn more at Amgen.com. Thanks for listening to Real Pink, a weekly podcast by Susan G. Komen. For more episodes, visit realpink.komen.org. And for more on breast cancer, visit komen.org. Make sure to check out at Susan G. Komen on social media. I'm your host, Adam. You can find me on Twitter at AJ Walker or on my blog, adamjwalker.com.